So yes, we are taking on the, the big guys. I think it's really around, you know, how can we take the profits that they've been hoarding and share it with our with the greater community while also maintaining the well-being and interest of the members of our community. Ever wondered how long it took an overnight success to become an overnight success? What were the first MVPs delivered by top companies and how did they do it? What were the vital pivots that changed their business forever? What tests were run that achieved the results that made the company the success it is today? This is My Product Tested, the show that unpacks how successful founders have tested their way to success and all the market validation that happened along the way. In studio, as always, from the Hype team, Miles Hufak and Cameron Calder, and here in studio this week, Jason Harrington, founder and chief product officer of the Canadian social network startup, Gravity. We find out how blind confidence and founder determination has kept this startup alive and all the hardship endured leading into an international launch to make a more empowering social experience designed by the people for the people. Welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me, Cam. Yeah, excited Mother. to have you in the in the hype studio. It's been a long time coming, Jay. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. I mean, you're now two plus years later, and Gravity is this tokenized social platform, as as you guys like to call it, and ready to take on you know the big giants in the social industry like Facebook and TikTok. Is that is that right? Um, yes, it's been interesting. I can't believe it's been over two and a half years already of building what we're building. But yeah, so Gravity is essentially the people's platform. It's a it's a platform for uh, for the community uh, to share in our profits um, with no hidden agendas. So yes, we are taking on the the big guys. I think it's really around you know how can we take the profits that they've been hoarding and share it with our with the greater community while also maintaining the well being and interest of the members of our community. Um, and that's gravity in a nutshell. So we take really essentially all the, the best features of the social platforms that you enjoy already, combine that with NFTs, gaming, DeFi, all the best of Web3 um, into what we call the world's first socialized to earn platform. So I'm sure you've heard of play to earn gaming where people are earning passive income from gaming. We're doing the same thing in the social space um, where people can earn from their everyday social activity. Yeah, I mean, I think it's incredible to see and you know hear where you guys are right now in the space, what you've built, uh, and it's going to be super exciting to see where you go. But I'm just quite interested. Uh, how did you guys get here? You know, what was the original problem you were trying to solve? It's an interesting one because gravity really wasn't a lightning bolts moment at 3 a.m. that jolts you out of bed. Um, it really was a journey. Gravity was built on principles. Um, I think. The three of us founders have uh, unified principles that really is what gravity is today. And that's really um, sharing. Um, it's about sharing in the community. We came from three completely different backgrounds. Firstly, Jerry, Anya and myself as founders are from three different decades, three different backgrounds. Um, so we have a multitude of different perspectives in our team. It's probably why it works so well. Yeah, I think it's been it's been really interesting. So, you know, Jerry comes from uh, finance and sure tech back background. He actually helped build the world's first billion dollar crypto uh, insurance program. 
Um, and then Anya has been working with Jerry for over seven years across a multitude of different companies from BMO to State Street to Aon. Um, so she comes from a, a data risk um, and like a sort of corporate finance uh, background. And then myself coming from, you know, working with the likes of Spotify, Twitter, Snapchat. So very much in the social. Is that just using those platforms? or? <laughs> <laughs> I sent a few snaps and, and now I'm a CPO. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's been interesting because I think working with those platforms, you get to see the good and the bad. Yeah. And you really, you know, you get to to um you see you know what what holes are there and where can we plug those so basically from those different backgrounds i think jerry and anya specifically were really interested in you know these massive conglomerates and businesses are hoarding profits and are um you know not um taking in into account the well-being of of people you know it's there's compromising privacy um our data has been you know shared those kind of things um right in the beginning whereas my uh, side was very much my engagement with social platforms personally as well um, and the negative effects of how those platforms are designed yeah. and the combination of those two things um, is really the form the foundation of what gravity is um, a community-based platform as i say that you know shares in the things without any of those hidden agendas and and um, you know negative algorithms and all those things that that kind of power what uh, the social platforms as we know them yeah so you so you uh, 2018, 2019, uh, amidst the pandemic, mm -hmm. um, you've got the likes of The Social Dilemma uh, launching on Netflix, yeah. being a, a top-rated um, documentary, doc. great doc. Um, and you're now moving into a social space where you can be that platform that everyone's been looking for, where one, you no longer have this addictive nature that you're trying to solve. Um, as one problem and then the other problem being the fact that your data is being abused by these big conglomerates which you know is obviously where Anya and Jerry come in so how did you guys originally solve that problem of you know the addictive side where you guys are obviously trying to make this more empowering a healthier experience that they can actually enjoy and you know not all these negative things where algorithms are trying to keep you on the platform and basically steal your time and then the other side, how did you solve the data protection side where, you know, you're actually trying to empower these people by providing their data to a platform like Gravity? Yeah, so it's an interesting, interesting question. It's funny you bring up the Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma, because um, at the time it kind of launched at the perfect time for us to explain when we were talking to investors and all those kind of things around, you know, what problem are you trying to solve? Well, have you watched the Netflix documentary, yeah, The Social that. Dilemma? Because <laughs> that's what, we, what we're trying to take uh, care of. But um, yeah, so uh, we've been through a multitude of different pivots as I think most startups do in the beginning. Um, yeah, most notably, I think, in the very beginning, our original concept, um, actually, what Gravity was, you know, in our conceptualization stage was, can we take the best things of the social networks you already use and filter them all into one platform where you can consolidate and filter your feeds without ads, without, you know, the negative and harmful effects of so that. So almost a, a modular type approach to the social experience. Exactly. A hub, if you will. Um, and, yeah, we kind of started developing that product and, um, and then... As we started engaging more and more with the community, we started realizing that there were holes in this, like in, in that product. Um, firstly, around the control that we have over, you know, those APIs and all those different plugins, um, but mo mostly the fact that our community we were um, wanting a new beginning. Um, 
uh, reimagine social platform because I think you know we've spent the last couple of years like engaging with the platforms that we know um, and you know every time a new one launches it's the same as the other ones still hoarding profits still controlled by these negative algorithms and I think people are have woken up you know the pandemic was also the perfect time for people to realize you know what's important here and um, it kind of just gave us uh, a good entry point into creating an alternative um, as opposed to just um, another social platform. Um, and I think that that's, that's kind of it. So, so that was the hub. Um, and so we moved away from that. We pivoted into our own standalone platform, as I say, the People's Network. And our whole premise was how can we build this, um, this community and this product um, while also engaging our community and learning from them? You know, us three, we've uh, the, as, as founders, it's not like we came from a background having co-founded a, a social network before or something. You know, we're building this with our community. And, um, Which is important. Yeah, yeah, and it's been, and I think that that hopefully is what's going to set us apart because it's not us controlling everything, making the decisions. You know, we've involved our community in every single step of the way. Um, and then to answer your second uh, question, uh, Cam, around, um, you know, how do we create an empowering experience? I think at the same time that we were building, you know, the blockchain um, and, you know, Web3 and this whole like um, transition into uh, into where we're going um, happened at the same time. So technology was evolving as well, which allowed us to um, to think about things very differently. So when we started building our standalone platform, we thought, you know, how do we integrate, for example, um, a utility token into this um, and where we can distribute and have our own social currency, if you will, um, of uh, you know, circulating on our platform where people are earning and um, being rewarded for their social activity and spending that on the platform, creating, you know, um, an ecosystem of our own. Um, and so that's what we've what we what we've got now. Um, and that's kind of, you know, goes back to what you were saying in the beginning, a tokenized social platform. It's it's a it's it's all the, the benefits, as I say, of the social platforms that you already like built on a really strong utility um, token as well that will that we call in gravy. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's just uh, get that gravy, the little bit on the top, you know. You know, continue enjoy enjoy the thing that you already like with a little bit of gravy. Yeah, I mean the the word uh, pivots is very interesting for me because you know uh, everyone kind of throws it around as if it's you know a very simple thing that you know you wake up one morning and you go it's time to pivot, you know, <laughs> and and then by the end of the day you have yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you've you've got a new product with uh, uh, that's tokenized, but. Um, <laughs> You know what leads that uh, pivot is insights, and you know what we typically say is that you know your customers are not your end users only. It's all the stakeholders that influence the business, and you know you're pulling in uh, different APIs from Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the different platforms that everyone's using, and realizing that those stakeholders were wrong for the company. And if the problem that you're solving is a healthier, more empowering experience these stakeholders are not right to take forward exactly. and exactly. and then pushing this pivot which you know you don't just go we don't want facebook we it's a long decision and analyzing that insight yeah. and realizing that you know that was an experiment in itself that yeah um, by far our biggest learning for sure um i mean again you know it's it's we arrived onto the social scene um and tried to make sense of what we can do in fact we built a lot of the hub um and and still have like that built it's uh it's just as you say you know it's it's not as simple as waking up and just realizing that it was a uh, something that that happened over a course of 
of time um but but still something you need to act on pretty urgently because you realize that if you're building the wrong product you're wasting time you're wasting money um you know your runway is getting shorter so as a startup we're always trying to extend our runway um as much as we can and i think that that is where you know the word pivot comes in because you're having to always go back to the drawing board and say you know are we building the right thing and like you said you know when you start engaging the community um both investors um you know um, non-investors, um, you know, beta testers, everything, um, you start realizing and uncovering so much. Um, and so the importance of talking to people is probably our biggest uh, resource that we have like, and that we carry with us. Do you have a, a recommendation of the amount of time to run that type of test for or that experimentation? I think it's very difficult to say um, like an exact science behind it because, you know, each situation is so unique. Um, but in this particular situation, you know, I remember us sitting, um, having sleepless nights about it for at least a week or so. Um, and we, we made that decision within a week um, to to completely kind of, you know, put to bed what we have been building for almost a uh, couple of months, you know, and, and really focus on now building our own platform. That must have uh, been hard, man. Yeah, it was. It's I think the difficulty came later on because you you know making that decision is difficult yes but then you know the 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 effects of that decision afterwards where you start realizing things oh my word you know now we have um you know xx and x to think about that we didn't have to think about before um and then those sort of things like you know that bolster into the product it's it's really interesting um to see how those pivots affect what you then do afterwards um and I mean, uh, what makes a great founder is the lack of ego that, you know, interferes with the product direction. And, you know, just like what you have here, you've put all this, these months and somewhat years of development and, and product work into what you're launching. Mm -hmm. And then by pushing your ego aside, because obviously you're not pushing the direction of the product, the end users are, or your stakeholders. You put your ego aside and go, you know, although we've done all this work and the opportunity cost is pretty high, we can now pivot because we believe that it's the right thing to do at the time because of the data that we have from our stakeholders, our users, all these people that play a vital role. So, so there's the whole metaverse, NFTs, Web3, uh, all, of, all of these different aspects, which is super exciting. And I really want to get into it because the tokenomic side of things really excites me and you know, I've had a brief look at um, the the white paper that you guys are, are publishing as well. And there's some really exciting things there. But, you know, before we get to that point, there's a couple more learnings that took place and milestones that put you in, you know, this direction for for what it, what gravity is right now. Um, and then you launched Chat, which was mm -hmm. kind of the first version of this mindful news feed. Um, how did the launch go? Yeah, so, um, you know, when you're building a social platform like this, you, you start realizing that there are just so many moving parts. Um, and so many, you know, we had to create a, a product roadmap and prioritize different features. So we knew that we had built elements of the chat in our previous like products. So we pulled those out um, our, and, and sort of really just upholstered the chat. And we launched a beta chat platform, um, you know, that really just was a cleaner chat experience that you could filter, you know, what you see um, and, and have control over that environment and just sort of start building a beta testing community within that. Um, took so many learnings from um, launching just that NF, um, sorry, NFT, uh, MVP, and, um, and then sort of went back to the drawing board, um, pulled the app off the app store for now until we launch our new beta platform, um, and 
so yeah, there were uh, of course a lot of learnings from that. Um, but again, you know, it really came down to the community. Um, yeah. And I'll tell you one funny story. Well, it's not funny. It's a it's a cool story. But um, <laughs> it hurt it hurt the business. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, it's actually kind of cool. Um, we you know one day I set up. Um, we just did one week week of marketing, like ahead of this uh, thing, and just to kind of test the the market and. Um, you know, being a global platform, we didn't know like really where should we be centering our attention for now. So we kind of just stuck in our home base in Canada as our like and and sort of the ripple effect thereof. Um, so we started doing some just like very low key marketing. But in that week, we had signed up you know over thirty thousand like members on our wait list and you know people waiting for the platform, which was really cool to see. And then I woke up one morning and I'd seen our site traffic increase like drastically and. And we were like, where's all this traffic coming from? Like all of a sudden it was so random. And um, anyway, we went like into the analytics and anyway, we could see that Brazil had like shown up as a country that was just o- overnight, like had thousands of people signing up to our waitlist. And um, it was really interesting because Brazil had not been a market that we had like focused on in our marketing. Maybe, maybe gravity is a really cool Portuguese word. Maybe, <laughs> <It might be. laughs> but yeah it was really cool because um it wasn't like a market as i said it, like we focused on then but now it's made you know again talking to community and how that um impacts things going forward you know we've had to fast track okay how well you know do we have to create this app in portuguese as well to facilitate all these people that were like wanting this platform because of course like you know there was there was uh, traction there um in terms of the messaging so so yeah, now that's something that we've brought into our product. Even it's something on our roadmap, you know, um, you know, in the initial steps, even into how do we um, make this uh, app accessible in multiple languages um, to, you know, because we're building a social platform for the world. And so that even led me to going over to that region of the world <laughs> to meeting up, uh, you know, uh, living my um, digital nomad life and getting to know those people and 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 how you know um, life is there, so that we can, um, you know, bring those things. Yeah, I think that that's a cool way of looking at it is that like you guys just didn't go, although we're getting some traffic from uh, Brazil, we're not just going to ignore it and we're going to continue going steadfast into Canada. We are going to explore this opportunity because this is what the users want. It's it's not that it's the easy way out. It's that there's there's traction in a market that we, we didn't know. Let's explore it and, you know, let's put our preconceived idea of what's going to work away and let's start looking at whether this is an opportunity for us exactly it was just really another thing of you know we're a non-egotistical driven company everything we do we do is about our community in fact even our invest um you know investors are all community-based um and so it's been a, a massive part of who we are at it wasn't you know we're a canadian company we're launching in canada it's like we're a canadian company but we're launching where people want us to launch and that's yeah. um and that's really what what uh, drove that so. I, th- I think the exciting part with this is that you guys almost tested marketing before testing the product yeah which is t- to test specific segments of users and seeing which ones bite as well and you know originally starting in canada then testing all different countries to see which ones bite and then you can look at your test segments of your actual product when you launch which narrows it down and allows you to actually have a, a testing sample size that is very like interested in your actual your product. Um, and that's kind of the, the market testing and then your product testing. But then as myself and Miles know very well is that there's a lot of market research and market-related 
changes and you know there's a lot it's very volatile especially during covid times and all these changes that happen in the market and all the research that you can do influences the way that you do business and the way that you eventually build your product mm -hmm. and for you specifically with these uh, technological advances and where you know web uh, 3s coming in and and sort of taking over that influenced your direction of your product what how did it influence it you know because now you're very far from this chat news feed yeah. in terms of uh, the economics of the product. Exactly. But it has been influenced by the actual markets and the research that you guys have done. For sure. Uh, most definitely. I think like, you know, as I alluded to earlier, like the um, technology is also moving. Um, you know, while we're developing the product, we've developed it over a course of two years. In that two years, the industry's changed so much. Um, yeah. And so much in a good way for us. Um, you know, again, you know, when you look at what the blockchain can do for our platform in terms of our utility token, um, it's it's interesting because in the beginning we were figuring out, you know, how do we pay people at a mass scale? Like, how do we create a uh, a way for people to earn? Um, you know, are we doing dollar payouts? And then you thinking of, you know, um, tax and um, just all the implications that come of that. You know, um, and obviously trying to always be. Uh, within the lines of, uh, you know, government regulations and all these kind of things that we have to consider as a platform. And then we're thinking, okay, well, we have a utility token which can, um, you know, circulate within our platform, which makes things a lot easier to do micro pay payouts to people, you know, based on, you know, when you upvote content or you inviting a friend or whatever those things are, those little metrics that you can earn from. Um, so it was really interesting to see how that technology, um, you know, bolstered our product and actually made a lot of the... Um, uh, I guess the the, the backend structuring. Yeah, and it's because of the that research that you guys are continuously doing and sure. putting in effort, and that kind of brings you to the product that is today. But you know what we always see is that the problem stays the same, although the product may change. And you, know, you guys have this uh, this addiction side of social media or an online experience, even in a broader sense. And then you have the more healthier experience. And although you've had almost three coming into four pivots leading down to yeah. what the, the product is today and what tests. you're going to test, you're going <laughs> to uh, experiments, what you're going to launch um, uh, in the coming months. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that common thread is very powerful because it still guides you you have to In have a, a guiding light sense. for sure you have to have a guiding light because you know we've always struggled with that a little bit because we're building a social platform um but we're also trying to make it a mindful space that isn't you know driven by likes and um follow accounts uh and, and inflating people's you know self-worth and external validation all these things that we're trying to consider to building this social platform in a mindful way so we've always had that kind of um you know trying to distinguish that balance between healthy and empowering and not creating something that's also equally as addictive because there's now a, a monetary incentive behind things so we're trying to you know always balance that out um and, and be mindful in how we deliver our product. so are there any specific key metrics that you guys are looking at now to prove your market validation yeah so i think right now like in the position we're in right now there's two sort of things that really jump out as as key metrics to us um the first one is around our our token um because we we're in the process of our our, our pre-token sale um to our investor community uh, in, in private token launch so right now our key metrics are really around um you know um 
been able to again allow our community to buy into our platform as an uh, from an investment standpoint in terms of tokens so um you know that's that's for sure we've got milestones and and um goals there in what we want to achieve in our in our pre and public um launch of the token so that's definitely one side of it and then of course you know we're launching the platform itself um very soon and with that you know there's going to be um you know growth milestones attached to that um and it's something we've actually been thinking about uh you know how do we reward our community for growth milestones that we make as well you know when we hit a certain amount of users um or members as we like to call uh because it's it's not just use you know you're part of a community so once we hit certain amount of members um in our platform that the the you know the entire network is rewarded for that as well yeah and i mean with these metrics it you always set these specific goals and when you launch there's naturally going to be some learnings and then you know you're going to adapt the product over time mm-hmm. and you're going to enhance your features or reduce features depending on what how the market um is uh, more receptive to certain things and what we do when we typically run tests internally as as hype we uh like to place bets on what the outcome is going to be Sure. Um, because we we try be as unbiased as possible because that's a test you can't influence anything mm-hmm. you purely need to let the data make these decisions but naturally being competitive we like to have some bets i think cam's about naught from 140 against <laughs> yeah. so. but i have determination and this yeah, positivity is this. always appreciated i guess <laughs> if you think you can do it you can yeah that's uh, <laughs> that's the spirit at the moment um what are your bets that you're going to take on uh, for the launch, what do you see being some learnings that that are going to come from this launch? Uh, that's a great question, Cam. I think you know if I had to place bets on anything, it's that, um, as I say, the world has woken up um, to the fact of what these social platforms are doing. You know, hoarding profits, um, everything about them. Um, and so I think if I had to place any bets, it's on our community being receptive um, to our platform. Um, you know, we obviously, um, as you can imagine, building. You know. When you're trying to launch into an industry with such high um, barrier to entry, like you know, it's there's only a couple of them. It's a oligopoly like market, and so when you're trying to enter this like massive space, of course you got people saying, you know, how are you going to, how like there's lots of people trying to create you know new social platforms. But I think you know what sets us apart is community. We are a platform for the people by the people, and I if I place any bets, it's that we are launching at the time that the world needs this. Um, and 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 that we can be the platform that will carry the people through this weird phase of technology um in in a in a very relaxed manner um and you know i think what and and again if i had to place bets it's also on that they can see that the you know the three of us and the and the, and the wider company it uh, we all built on the same principles and it's the principles of the fact that we are the people that use those platforms um you know we're trying to just build that and of course we're going to make m- mistakes along the way and you know things as any business does but i think owning those mistakes um is one of those um things that we will do um for sure so yeah i think my biggest bet is just that i i really believe that the time is now and I believe that we can be the platform, um, and, and, and that, that that So I mean, we now leading up to the launch. You guys are looking at a, a mid March, end of March. 
Early March. <laughs> Dead, 16th of March, 2023. It's always really difficult to, you know, commit to an actual date. Of course, we always need to, as we said, you know, have a North Star, um, you know, our, for our design team, our development team, the, you know, the entire product team um, and marketing team, every team in the company needs to always be focused on on something. So for sure, we are targeting uh, a Q1 launch. Um and we want to kind of align that with our public token token launch as well. Um, so that's definitely what we are. Yeah, I mean, uh, the exciting thing with the launch and what I've always respected about uh, you as you know, sort of chief product officer in the team is the fact that, you know, you aren't just launching with every single feature out there. Sure. You guys are prioritizing. And yeah. the exciting thing with prioritization is the impact of what you're launching with. Um, what are the features you're going to start with that you believe is going to have the biggest impact mm -hmm. and can you learn the most from that because that's ultimately going to drive what your product roadmap looks like definitely and i think in our case it's you know it's 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 difficult to sometimes think of you know what do we have to do right now because when you as i say when you're launching into this market you know you realize that um you know we're not going to have the best video editing software you know that's going to beat other platforms in the beginning so we've got to focus on the areas that we are strongest um and build that first um because you know we are a resource strapped team in terms of the fact that we you know we're in full startup mode we um we we're always just trying to extend our runway um you know and survive at some points you know yeah. and get through those really tough months um we don't have billions of dollars backing us um just yet you know we we've as I said, we've done all of our funding's been through our community. It's been amazing. We've we've been able to to raise at this point, um, you know, over eight hundred and eighty thousand dollars through our community. We have over two hundred investors, um, which has been amazing. Um, you know, and through strategic partnerships, you know, with for example, Centennial College, which has opened us up to government grants up to almost one million dollars. So because of that, we've been able to like you know buy ourselves more more time and runway to get that thing out there. But um, but uh, yeah, I think you know, that that does form a big part of things. Yeah. I mean, you guys have an amazing team. You have the backing of, of funding and strong investors. You have partnerships like Centennial College and now part of Polygon Network. There's there's some big things coming and you guys are lined up for an amazing launch. Not that I'm putting pressure on you. Um, <laughs> it's positive pressure. It's fine. Positive pressure. Um, 10th of March. But <laughs> I, I strongly believe in what you guys are doing, the empowering and... Um, more healthier social experience and then you know the underlying tech that is there is aligned to you know where everything's going and i think it's going to be powerful to carry through that problem that you guys have had since inception to you know for however long the the company is around and and helping everyone in the in the community um but jay this is a check-in we are pre-launch yeah. we are so excited for part two of uh, my product tested um, so it's going to be exciting to have you in studio again um, three months post launch where we see if your bets have, have paid off, paid off. Um, <laughs> oh, and I'd love to be back yeah it will be really nice to see what the sort of next steps on the product looks like where you guys are from a funding perspective how the users have been uh, as you say will be so receptive to the product and what the community thinks of the product. So thanks so much for coming in studio, Jay. Yeah, thanks for thanks for being here. And thanks for having me. It's been a good chat. Thank you. Jason Harrington, Chief Product Officer from Gravity. This is my product tested. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>